No, you're not alone. Cause I'm gonna make this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes or so. And in the studio, Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. Good to have you here, sir. Here's the number is. Eight nine five nine nine zero zero. Good morning, Bob. I hear congratulations are in order to you. Almost, almost going to be a grandpa. Gonna, Good Going to match the gray hair. Going to become a grandpa. Here Good for you, buddy. You're going, you're going grandpa, no grandpa, pops, Bob's pops. I'm pops. So I think K-pop. I'm going to go K-pop. With K-pop. K-pop. My, oh, my, yeah. my father-in-law's K-pop, so there you go. There you go. Right. You're going you're to love it. It's great. Also here, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Good to have you. Good morning, Bob. And my son, Greg, you can reach him on Instagram at, uh, at We Sell Louisville. You got it. And you can, of course, reach me anytime, 376-5483. If you have a question, don't want to wait to get on the air, you can call our recorded line, and we'll get you on the air. That number is 252-1890. Again, 502 Nine zero. Leave a message. It's on our Google system, and that will get you to us, and we'll get you on the air. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, nine bad habits that are killing your appliances in your new home. How's that? Nine bad habits. That's mm. coming up in just a minute. First, let's go to the phone. Good morning, Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Tana. Um, So I just have a question. I recently purchased a condo, and my neighbor above me is always having relations. I can hear all the time through the walls, and even if I put the TV or the radio on, I can still hear it. What can I do about this? (laughs) Sounds like that Geico commercial (laughs) where the guys are talking on the other end of the wall. They're really thin. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin, what would you do? Headsets? No. uh, I mean, do you take a a broom handle and knock? (laughs) If it's a condo... Is there a noise ordinance? Where do we go? Well, there's a condo association. I'm assuming that uh, the noise is creating a nuisance for the adjoining condo owners. So I think the first delicately, delicately approach the association president about, let's just refer to it as sounds, not Mm. relations, Mm -hmm. perhaps, and see if they could perhaps put a little note in their mailbox. And perhaps that would cure the problem. Oh, that might cure them. Yeah. Delicately. Delicately. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would suspect if you are in an apartment renting, semi, maybe the apartment manager may be the place to start with. Would be. But yeah. the condo association is is managed. And, and again, there, there are bylaws with respect to the condos. You're not supposed to create a nuisance for the fellow owners and occupants of the condominium units. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that helps you. And it's a delicate question. And certainly we try to handle that as delicately as, deli- delicately as possible. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. It's Mary. Yeah. I just read about a bank statement mortgage. I don't need tax returns, just bank statements used to calculate income. Is that true? So is that coming back? Oh, I have a good one for you. I just closed a professional gambler on bank statements. Yeah. Just bank statements. Bank statements. Uh, uh, up and above that, a professional gambler three weeks ago. We sure did. So let me ask you a question. 20% down. In 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, didn't we get hurt by here, these no doc? I'm not. I'm not I, I, here is the difference at this point is they're making them put a lot more money down. So in this scenario, the one I closed was 20% down. Uh, uh, so you okay. you are having to put some skin in the game before uh, there were zero money yeah, down. Bank it, was, it was 100% financing. 100% before, financing. Really, yeah. Bank statement, 580 credit score. Yeah. 
or yeah, we're not, we're not, not even bank statements. It was just stated income. Yeah, you got some. You got a piece of paper where you can write that down and just give me your income. Oh, so we give you a house. Our, yeah, our no. company stayed away from. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's no, why that, we're still in business. Yeah, seriously. No, and that's a it's a concern. But certainly, that it in a way, it's good to hear that the uh, bank statement mortgages are coming back to help people who are self employed or okay. gamblers, it, which it, worries it, me a little. It, <laughs> yes, yes a that's yeah. even the crazier thing. But but yeah. I will say this. You know, that's if you're putting that much equity down, that that helps. Uh, a lot, sure. uh, and your chances of foreclosure to me are a lot less. If you're putting twenty percent in the game, you got skin in the game. Yeah. Man. Hey, if you are looking to see what the future of photography is for listings in Louisville, Southern Indiana, and the rest of the country, head to Louisville3D.com. That's the number three. So Louisville3D.com. Greg's in charge of this. He does our 3D tours in charge of that in photography, and it is just spectacular. And you can see what we're talking about. Play around with it. Louisville3D. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Segoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio, 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Joyce. Yeah. I have a question. Uh How do you determine a price when you're getting ready to list a property? So what we as agents do for our clients is we pull comparables, uh, comps. So what happens is on this, Joyce, uh, it, it's easier if you're living in a neighborhood. If not, we have to use a half a mile radius of the subject house based on the appraiser guidelines. We try to put ourselves in the shoes of an appraiser and think, well, what would they be doing to get the comparable prices to come up with a value? Because ultimately, I know this sounds terrible, it doesn't matter what we say as the seller agent, it doesn't matter what our sellers say, it doesn't matter what the buyers say or the buyer's agent. But it really all comes down to is what will the appraiser say the value is worth and then come as close to or above a little bit uh, as possible. We just had a house we listed. We sold it in a couple of days, um, and we got a lot of money for it. The appraisal came in 2000 under the uh, pr- the uh, contract price. So we're waiting to see the appraisal we've asked for. it. They don't have to supply it to us, but we want to see if there are any discrepancies or anything that we can find as a problem. And we've and we've had that. I know um, my wife, an amazing agent with our team yeah. as well. I must say, toot her horn. Um, we had a, a nice priced home, high high price point home, and it was like fourteen thousand dollars that the appraisal came in under. Well, not all appraisers are perfect, and that's our job of agents to make sure that we're doing our due diligence. So we found where the discrepancy was, gave him the proper information. Actually, we went above and beyond and tried to give them the information beforehand and make sure that they saw certain things. It was a new build with some new construction in the basement that they were finishing, Mm. and he just was oblivious to it. And finally, we had to get to the lender to get a hold of him directly, and we have all of our great relationships that we're able to get that done. And we're like, here, you missed this. And he was like, oh. Wow. And, and, and revised it. And revised it yeah. and everything So back to the question. So we come up with, with our comparables. We look for three or more because an appraiser is going to look for three. What I do, and I think this is not unique, but I would hope that other agents do this, is that I bring my laptop with me to the listing appointment or pre-list appointment. And then we all do this together. Do as it a live. Group. That's right. <laughs> on the, we look on the MLS on the back end, and we look at what is available out there that's sold, not active. We want to know active for competition, but we want to see more specifically what has sold. We open it up, look at the pictures, and then we compare the pictures to your specific home, in this case, Joyce, to determine do you have granite, did they have granite. We go upgrades, we take down Set those expectations. Off. So you know. And then ultimately I'll put, always put the home on the market, and most agents will for basically what the seller wants, but you'll know what we believe to be the selling price. 
uh, when we walk out of there. So just so you know, that's, so that's what we do, and hopefully that helps you. And that's probably, I think, the best way to do it so that once we walk through the home and see what the improvements have been made or things that need to be fixed, we can adjust the price based on that. So you have a good idea what uh, the prices Just are. Curious. Yeah. How often do people come up, you, you you approach a prospective seller's estimate? Do they go online first and do you yeah. fight that all the time? How bad is that? No, that's that? a great question. That's, so, that's an easy, I mean, for me, and they people do all the time. Yeah. They're like, well, Zillow says this, that, and the third. Well, you know, Zillow doesn't have the updated stats. A lot of their algorithms are based off of um, stats that go further back than a year in some cases if they don't have the the zip code neighborhood information. So there's not somebody live like us who can go through and say, well, this is why this is this way. And we can go into Zillow and you can kind of see where they pulled the comps and you can also see where they're off. And then you can take that and say, Bob's in Bob's case when he's doing it live and say, well, this is why it makes sense. This is how it makes sense. And this is relevant to everything you're doing. Zillow is a computer formula. It is. And unfortunately, they even admit, if you look at there's a fine print at the very bottom you know, on the Zestimates, that's going to tell you plus or minus yeah, a percentage. It'll, it'll say, you know, 220 on the low end or 280 on the high end. And yeah. what appraiser is going to look at that and have that big of a margin? Yeah. You know? So we use Zillow for a lot. Uh, reviews are great. Learning about homes that are on the market, fabulous. But for appraising homes, you still need a human not so being. Much, yeah. You still need yeah, that personal not so touch. Not so much. Speaking of personal touch, if you love the feeling of being in a vibrant community like the city of Louisville. How about luxury living in the heart of downtown? You can love and come home to Fleur de Lis. It's a mm-hmm. state-of-the-art, mixed-use development, five-story steel and concrete, stunning architectural accomplishment, and it features 82 luxury design homes and condos that have uh, 10-foot ceilings, gourmet kitchens, stainless steel appliances. We've got a number of them listed right now, and if you'd like to see... No, we just had a couple closed. Yeah, but I know they still have more. Um, if you'd like to see more about the Fleur de Lis, ask your agent or give us a call. Give me a buzz at 376-5483. Gorgeous views, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city and great place to, to live. To the phones, again we go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS, hello. Hi, Bob, this is Cindy. Yeah. Do I have to disclose that there was a death in my home? What if the buyer asked me or if the agent asked me? Hmm. Kevin, this is all you. So let's. I'm going to take a couple of different texts on this. So if someone passes away in the house, there's nothing on the disclosure that says has someone passed away, at least not at this point, right? Correct. Correct. So what if a buyer asks the buyer's agent to ask the seller or the seller's agent did someone die? Well, that's why I think Cindy is a two-pronged question. One is what happens if they actually ask for the information? In which case, you do have an obligation to be truthful in your response. You could always say that you don't care to provide that response, but you'd have to be truthful in your response. Uh, the other thing, as, as far as some type of upfront disclosure in the listing or the MLS, uh-huh. um, I think that's reserved. You, you can have an incident um, say, for instance, like a murder-suicide, something that would stigmatize the property, in which case at that point in time it's your obligation, if it's known in the community, uh, to put that type of information. But just say if your father was there, 92 years old, passed peaceably in his sleep, uh, I don't think that's a type of issue that you'd have to disclose. Okay. But the, I'm going to drill you on this one here mm-hmm. specifically. What if the – because there are some cultures who are concerned about a death in a home. If they ask a pinpoint question of the listing agent, 
and or the seller, is there an obligation to disclose or not disclose? I mean, if we say we can't respond, it may be pretty obvious that somebody did pass away. In yeah, and they, they have the right to move on. I think if they ask you point blank the question, your obligation is if you do respond, you have to respond truthfully. And your question is, do you have an affirmative obligation to respond? I don't think you do because you're talking about what a reasonable person would request. And you're talking about a very narrow subset of someone whose sensitivity must maybe a little bit more higher than, than normal folks. Yeah, so then at that point you want to at least tell them and because if they find out later – we we once I had this story I told this a couple of years ago. We had buyers who we bought a house. Uh, they were buying the house. They had gone in. We negotiated, got the contract, got about to do inspections, and they found out from neighbors that someone had passed away in the house, and they immediately pulled out. So I would rather than pull out at the beginning and not put the sellers through this whole problem. Yeah. If they, smiling last year, we yeah. had a closing the night before there was actually a murder next door. Hey. And so the house was being closed. You could see the yellow tape uh-huh. around the property okay. adjacent to it the night before. So you're the seller. The fun walk the there. Buyer, well, the buyer hasn't <laughs> watched the news yet. Do you have an <laughs> obligation to say that there was a drive-by next uh, door? Um, you know, in that kind of case, you, you try to be honest and fair with people. That's the bottom line yeah. real tall. Did they close? Yes, sir. We closed. <laughs> so they didn't. So they didn't watch the news. It was, it was a rental property. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, nine bad habits that are killing your appliances in your new home or existing home. In the studios with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, six four five zero seven three six. Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. They do great jobs at closings. Eight nine five nine nine zero zero. My son Greg. Hey. Instagram at We Sell Louisville. And you can reach me anytime at 376 5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank. 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. 
Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Recovering from Black Friday. Recovering from Black Friday. Getting ready for Cyber Monday. And and at the same time, not overdoing it on turkey, because, boy, can we overdo it. Uh, turkey sandwiches for the next month, yeah. minimum. At minimum. my house, we do. I do a big green egg uh, turkey. Smoke that turkey. Smoke it, and it's great. If you don't know about big green eggs, by the way, and you want more, I'm kind of like a, a card-carrying member of this group. Um, three, call me, 3765483, and I just think the world of... Um, of the big green egg, and do you um, need to take a loan out to buy one of those? No, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. You can, they're different sizes, it's so you just, can start it's, with it's all small. the it's all the amazing accessories. That yeah, you that's where it gets in. Yeah. Every, but it's a great gift. Your father has one, or whoever he does, great birthday present, Father's yeah. Day gifts. I mean, you, it's endless. You Your father has one. That's the main. He, he, that's it. I think, oh, he, I think that, he's they keep out, bringing though. the. Yeah, he's I think we've got everything we need. Yeah, in the studio, Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, and eight nine five nine nine zero zero. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, six four five. 0736. My son Greg and Instagram, you can reach him at, at We Sell Louisville. The at symbol, not AT. Yeah. At, and Just then in case. you can reach me anytime, uh, 3765483. And with our guaranteed sale program, all you got to do is uh, contact me. We come out, we arrive at the price, uh, list it, sell it. You can cancel it anytime with the guaranteed sale program. All right. So here we go. Nine habits that are killing your appliances. They. Let's face it, the, 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 some of the appliances take a lot of wear and tear. Now, folks in the studio here, let's play along. Let's see hands, uh, we're just a yes or a no as we move forward here. Do you use hot water in your garbage disposal? Yes or no? Greg? Yeah. Randy? Uh, no. Kevin? I don't have a garbage disposal. So oh, I didn't know that. Sorry about that. All right. You could have said you're the garbage. <laughs> On the other side of the tracks. How the about that? <laughs> well, believe it or not, it may seem counterintuitive, but hot water is no good for cleaning kitchen scraps from the sink. When running the garbage disposal to grind up food, use cold water instead. Hot water melts the grease and fat, which only leads to clogged drains and mechanical damage. If you use the garbage disposal, it cuts it up as a more of a la- less liquidy. And solids, which will go right down the drain. Makes sense, I guess. Do you leave coins in your pockets when you go to get the uh, put them in the washer or dryer? Well, washer and dryer. Yes, I'm always finding always finding money in the dryer. Yeah, I don't. I don't carry coins. I give them. To people. I, I'm, he doesn't I'm do laundry. I'm the same way. Yeah, <laughs> plastic only. Yeah. Uh, plastic only. I'm All right, so you too. <laughs> so check your pockets for bills and coins carefully before putting them in the washer. Loose coins can actually damage the drum and may work themselves into the nooks and crannies and cause a jam and an expensive repair. Do you overfill the freezer because you want to stuff it? You want to get a lot of stuff food, especially this time of year. You got a lot of stuff from the the Thanksgiving holiday. You stuff it in the freezer, and now you're thinking because I want to save it for next week. Or if you're in my house, if it's not frozen and it's more than a week old, Sandy throws it out. That's her rule of thumb. So I got to worry about that. So do you stuff it, guys, in the freezer? 
No, nah, we're minimalist. No, okay. Right? Well, good. That's smart because a full freezer works more efficiently than an empty one, but there can be too much of a good thing. Overfilling the freezer can block air vents, restrict the flow of cold air, and overtax your refrigerator's condenser, which could lead to a burnout. So don't overfill. Do you overload the washing machine? I think this is a pretty a no-brainer. You mm-hmm. don't overdo that because uh, it's tempting to stuff it full, but laundry piles when it piles up, but don't. Overloaded washing machines put undue stress on the bearings, throws a drum out of alignment, and can lead to an appliance repair call that could be rather costly. What about leaving spills in the oven? So you're cooking a turkey and all of a sudden burp bubbles over, and now you got a spill in the oven. What do you do? Do you pick them up? Or you, how do you get rid of them? Well, I mean, unless, you know, some people just want to be lazy, but uh, you want you don't want to wait too because well, you don't want to burn yourself. Yeah, so what's well, the dilemma here? Well, it says the, uh, the response is actually... Spilled items in the oven need to be cleaned up right away or it may damage the heating coils. Uh, line your oven, by the way, the oven rack, not the bottom of the oven with foil, so spills quickly can be easily removed. Hmm. How about, and this is kind of another no-brainer, lint in your dryer. Do you um, remove lint in the dryer on a regular basis? And how often? I'm looking, really, at, I'm looking at two men who don't do laundry <laughs> over here. They're if, like, um, I told my wife if she doesn't want to do it, let's send it out by the pound. I'm dead serious. What's a dryer? Which one is a dryer? <laughs> so, exactly. What's a dryer? <laughs> Oh, you guys. Listen, uh, only, only when Lee Harris is here does she help balance out the, uh, oh, no, it's yeah, a, the machismo yeah. going on. I've never done laundry in my life. Oh, my God. Are you I'm kidding? dead serious. I've not. I've, I've uh, sent it out by the and, pound. And Kevin as well. Uh, and they're both, and they're both wearing cashmere sweaters. That's, oh, that's not right. a joke. All right. Let's, let's move forward, gents. Uh, re- remember to clean the lint trap in your clothes dryer after every single load. So if you boys ever do a dryer load... Make sure you clean the lint trap out. Are we losing the female demographics here? No. (laughs) No, they're laughing and they they, are they They are laughing. And they're each right. All the ladies are writing letters to your wives right now. They, they have one at home just like us. Yeah, exactly. Now, when I did not have a girlfriend, it went out by the pound. <laughs> I, that's not a joke. When, I, when I lived in New York, I mean, I used to drop my, my laundry off all yeah. the time. I, you know, yeah. just all right. Convenience. Uh, enough about me. Do you use soap? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go there. Do you use soap to clean your gas range burners if they're gas range now? Not electric gas. So avoid cleaning the burners of your gas range with soap. It can lead to corrosion. It can also clog the lighting hole, causing the burners to have a slow ignition or fail to ignite at all. How about putting shop art objects in the dishwasher? We, this goes back to a story we did a couple a month or so ago. To avoid putting shop art objects in the dishwasher, if you must wash your knives in the dishwasher, put them in a cut, the cutlery the cutlery cutlery basket. What am I trying to say? The little basket that you put your knives and forks in with the sharp ends pointing up to avoid dinging the rack. Finally, cast iron on your ceramic range. The bottom of the cast iron pan, which is is a great pan if you're cooking with them, but it's easy to scratch your smooth ceramic cooktop. So avoid using cast iron cookware that isn't coated with all pots and pans. Just something to think about. So those are some of the things, how to make your appliances run a little longer. What will happen next year in 2019 in southern Indiana and Louisville and the rest of the country in home sales? We expect the market to be very hot despite slightly higher interest rates. We talked about that last week, mm-hmm. Randy, and they're hovering around five, a little five and a half right now, but they can go up, they can go down a little bit. FHA, four and a half. Four and a half on FHA. Mm-hmm. 
While in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, for a mastermind, I recently spoke with the CEO, the head guy for REMAX International, Adam Contos, about the 2019 home selling market. The housing market is, is still an interesting place in that uh, the, the transaction is more complex than it's ever been, necessitating specialization, you know, the, the professionalism of the full-time agent who knows how to get through the transaction. When you look at the, the dynamics of the, and the economics of the marketplace, we still have a, a limit on supply. There's, there's way less supply than what we want, way less inventory, more buyers. So it's a more competitive marketplace. Uh, that needs a higher level of professionalism, somebody who's capable of winning those deals. And that's going to continue uh, to nudge prices up. But, um, you know, we, we hope to see some easing in, of inventory over 2019. We're keeping our fingers crossed for that, uh, as well as maybe some increased home building. And a lot of agents both here in Louisville, southern Indiana, around the country say if we could find the homes to sell, we'd be able to sell them. Uh, is the 250 market underneath still less than a month? Uh, yeah, that, it's in that month range. It's just wow. the absorption rate is unbelievable. Yeah, even three and, and below. It's oh, really? that hot, yeah. So just know that this is where it really used to be. The two fifty was the line. Yeah, correct? still no three fifty. Any, yeah, yeah, anything under three fifty, three hundred. And Kevin and I were just having a conversation off air about how this market is kind of wonky, where we don't know where the, a yeah. home in in a higher price point neighborhood, five hundred thousand or up, where you're having a little bit more trouble selling those and seeing them sit on the shelf because the younger generations of wealth and well, and most of the builders are saying they really can't put much inventory out there at a lower price point because labor is extremely tight. Materials just keep going up by the day, it seems like. All those tariffs, so, yeah. Well, there there were tariffs, I think, with the lumber, but that's been resolved a lot. But a lot of it comes down to labor. There's only so much labor to build houses in this community. It's and, true. A lot of people got out of the business and got into yeah. something else, so the builders are having a tough time finding the right the people to help them build We've a heard house. a couple of people that are moving out towards the uh, outskirts that are starting to build, but this, you know, this pocket in, in inner city Louisville is still... Not if you want to hear and see what sellers are saying about us, head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That's LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Hope. Yeah. I'm buying my first house in nine days. The problem is last week I eloped because I found out I'm pregnant. Now the lender is saying I have to be added to the loan. I originally wasn't added because of my debt ratio and credit score. What can I do? Okay, so let's talk about this. This is a serious problem, especially if Hope is now with baby. She's got married, but her credit rating, She how, how do we handle this? Brendan, you want to start? Uh, all She would have to be is on title. Am I correct? She doesn't need to be on the well, I know I'm correct. So her, <laughs> on the, so why would her, yeah, well, so how, why would her loan officer tell her that she needs to be on the loan at this point? It doesn't make sense. Uh, that's so. I guess her husband is on the on loan. Loan, yeah. Oh no, she does not need to be. That is all. All she needs to be is on title. It's it's that it, sincerely that simple. And in some situations, even Kentucky now, you can even she could stay off title, which she doesn't want to. But no, mm-hmm. he, that that is not that that is false information. Yeah, I don't know where he got that from. Yeah, I don't Indiana, know. Either. She wouldn't even have to be on. No, it had to be on at all. Yeah. It sounds like they were pulling some information before, and maybe she they want. Maybe it sounds like they wanted her for. Is that no? He said it, well. She well, said she, she was. She, she said it, he said she has to be on a loan. There's that debt to income issue now. So what I would right. say, yeah, yeah. do this because huh. what, what I think you need hope is a second opinion on this thing. And right. call Randy at um, his number is six four five zero seven three six because I think ultimately you 
you're being told some information that it doesn't sound like it. That is correct. And, and hopefully that'll help you. All right. By the way, uh, homeowners renovating to sell or to stay. A new survey is out. The existing home sales report from the National Association of Realtors uh, showing a 4.4-month supply. Home inventories are up. Shows that low inventory and a lot of people are starting to do renovations, spending an average of 6649 bucks on home improvements over the past 12 months. And if that number seems high, it also includes homeowners who recently bought fixer-uppers. It may be that they are preparing to sell their home in preparation for big 2019. Or they think they're chipping Joanna Gaines. Oh, and, and, and they're, they're coming back to, to TV. Did you hear about that? They're no, putting, are they're they? They're putting their new network together. Well, a whole course. network. I mean, their listen, own network, listen right? once the day those reruns pull off. Yeah, I know. That go, takes them down. HGTV. We're out of time. <laughs> My thanks to Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Thanks for being here. Thank Kevin you, Disser, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, sir. My brother, my brother, my son, Greg, uh, at... We, we sell Louisville. Louisville on Instagram. You can reach me anytime, 376-5483. See you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. News Radio 840 WHAS.